Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Whatever I went through my childhood, that's not going to happen with my child. Whatever generational curses that were there, no, it, it has like literally it has had to stop with me because I think there was a there was a lot of lessons learned. A majority of us are first generations born here, so the things that our parents came here to do, you know, they came here to work. They came here to obviously have us, obviously, and give things back home, and you know, pay for family school fees and give money. We don't have those responsibilities, and some of the patterns that were there, those generational curses are broken because you know especially growing up in a, a broken home um families interfering into marriages not having your eye on your kids for allowing like certain people in your home and things to transpire you know all of these things now is the time where you know you have to do things differently you are listening to the Dope Black Moms podcast. I am here with Abigail Ohima Afrie, wife, mother, lecturer, author, founder, I think community starter, we could also add in there, community trailblazer. Well, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Um, thanks so much for being here. There's so, you do so much. So do people ask you often, how do you do it all? They, do you know, they do ask me how I do <laughs> I think my my most difficult question is when I go networking or go somewhere, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, right. what where do, do I, I do? start? Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes I miss out things and I'm like, oh, no, I do that as well. And Yeah, I don't forget yeah. this and I do do this and I have this and I have this business here. Yeah. Do you just go with who, who invited you of, of who you are on the day? Um, yes, sort of, because I went I to an event um last two weeks ago, um, a networking one, and they were like, go around the room and introduce yourself. I thought, oh, my days, I'm going to be here forever. <laughs> and I, sh- <laughs> but I shortened it. I, I shortened it as much as possible, but then I left out the author part. Uh, I, knew, I always leave out something. So yeah, I'm like... Yeah. I need to probably have like a little piece of paper in my bag or my little like wallet. Just to remind yourself of everything. Literally, literally, and have bullet points and not forget. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wanted to talk about the author stuff. I wanted to talk about Dear Sis. So Abigail has a book out right now called Dear Sis, Childhood and Adolescence. Um, And I wanted to talk about everything that it's doing and... Yeah, I suppose, who's it for? Who are, you, who are you speaking to? Who do you want to read it and what do you want them to get from it? So, first of all, just congratulations on being a published author. That's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> and can you tell us a bit about how the book came to be? So, the book came to be... Um, I had reached, um, like, the third year 
So I have a women's organisation called Ladies in Waiting. I started in 2017. And when we started, we have conferences, we had coffee mornings, but we hit year three just um just before we hit year three and I was thinking to myself I need to do something radical I need to change it up a bit I need people to know who I am who we are because the thing is I started it on the side whilst I was working full-time but I needed it to jump in a way where it got to people so I was I always said to myself you know what if people want to get to know someone you have to put yourself on the front line Meaning if you're ready to put yourself on the front line, you need people to get to know you, the true you. And there's no point of having a women's organisation, trying to know other people, other women, getting to help them with any situation they're with. And I'm not putting myself out there or the women that are part of the organisation are not putting ourselves out there for people to be able to relate to us. Mm, to truly walk in the talk. literally and I knew there were some parts that I I knew there were some parts that we I had to shed I knew I knew one day I'd have to talk about my story but I just I just think I didn't know when and when this idea came about I was like okay I'm gonna pray about it after prayer I'm gonna ask certain women who have been part of the organization whether they're affiliated or whether they're part of it to see who would be interested. Um, and so I had the number 10. I knew it was going to be 10 women, including myself, um, funny enough. And so I asked, I asked, um, I think I asked close to like 15 okay. to 20 people. And the 10 that came back were the 10 that, that were supposed to come back. Nice. Literally. There were some that said, oh, they got to ask their husbands. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I made myself so I laugh because I'm. Those are myself, the ones we want to hear from. You know, you know. I need to ask this. I need to consult. I'm not too sure. Whereas, when I asked the ten, nobody hesitated, and they all mm. said yes. So mm. I knew that these were the women that needed to be part of the book. Mm. Um. So I had some guidelines. I told them it was going to be a trilogy because we couldn't write all our book into one. We couldn't write our stories in one book. Like, I mean, it'd be a never ending book. It would be so thick. You wouldn't even be able to put it in your bag. Um, So I decided to split it into a a trilogy. Um, And I had guide notes of how I wanted the first book to be um, based on childhood and adolescence, just up to 18. So from like zero to 18, um and I I just gave guidelines and I said you know what we need to start it and we did and then pandemic happened so we did push back the release but at least you know what in all things it worked out because we was able to spend more time on the book and that's when I got to realize that there was so much emotions running high with every single woman um some stories are a bit you know that have a bit more things which are a bit more jam-packed than others but everybody went through the emotional stage um mm. some of the ladies one of them I'm actually re- I'm related to two um but one of them um there was a gap when we were growing up um there was a gap where we didn't where our families didn't see each other because we had moved and that 
through the book it allowed us to fill that gap like what was happening oh, in our lives and it was so, yeah and it was so traumatic in both of our lives we didn't know what was actually happening yeah. um and so it, it was it was a, a real good heart to heart a few of i'm connected to all the nice. ladies either one way or another and so some of them i grew up with and some of the things it was just like wow i didn't know that was happening i was there but i didn't know that was happening and it and i bet your readers are, are thinking that just seeing black women black childhood black experiences reflected like that yes um a lot of people um were able to identify because I, I kept using that to encourage the ladies there was one or two that was just like you know they were scared about what their families would think and so forth so you know I had to keep encouraging them that it's not about us it's about other people because if we keep thinking about ourselves we're not going to do what we're supposed to do and we're supposed to think of others um and for me as a Christian that's my, my main mandate thinking of others so I was just like um, we need to put ourselves on the line for others to relate, for others to go through their own um, healing at the same time. Because even myself, I didn't even know how emotional I would be right in my, my part. I left my part to the end and I was using my time to encourage other ladies. So when it was my turn to write it, oh no, I was just like, it brought out so many different emotions, so many memories. Um, and I think once we had all finished and we actually sat down and read each other's stories mm. that's when it kind of clicked in and i gave people time to add more if they wanted to subtract more um and through that we were able to 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 get the book done um with the added time we had with um covid and everything COVID. else and it's not as simple because what i think what is so different about this book is that we're not all from the same country. Two of the three of the ladies actually live abroad. Two live in America and one live in one lives in Holland. And the rest of us live in the UK. So the timings, you know, we haven't got the same timings. Everyone's got a different time in the world. So you can imagine it was quite hectic. But you know, by the grace of God, we were able to pull it together and we have um one finished book. That's just, yeah, it's amazing. It's such an achievement. And would you say there's a running theme between, through the book, like a theme that all of you can relate to, bar being black women? I feel like all of us, in one way or another, we, we felt like we wasn't listened to. Ooh. If we, if we, if, right. if I have to go across the book, because everyone's story is a bit different, I feel like at, at times there was some points in our lives where we thought like, okay, we might not have been heard at times. Mm. And I think, yeah, because if we go across the board, literally, I think maybe one story is a bit different where I'm not saying that she wasn't heard, but I think across the board, yeah. We wasn't heard. We wasn't heard. Yeah, we wasn't yeah. heard. Yeah, that's we so wasn't powerful. Heard. And that's what everyone's yeah. asking for, isn't it? To be yeah. heard, to be seen, to know that you you matter, to know that you're loved, to know that you're valued, you're worthy. That's you know that's what we all need, and obviously that's what our children all need to be. To have that, you know, to be engulfed in that, so you can stand 
on your own, on your own two feet, knowing who you are, you know, when you walk out into this world to face the inevitable crap that's going to come your way. You know, we're going to all face hardship. There's going to be racism. There's going to be issues. There's going to be sex. And there's going to be all of these things which are not going to shift. And um, yeah, that, that really helps. What did you learn writing the book and reading the book? I learned that... I I learned that whatever I went through my childhood, that's not gonna happen with my child. Mm. Like no way. Whatever generational curses that were there, no, it, it has like literally it has had to stop with me because I think there was a there was a lot of lessons learned and I think um across the board, most of our parents we're we're second, we're first generations born here. A majority of us are mm-hmm. first generations born here. So the things that our parents came here to do, you know, they came here to work. They came here to obviously have us, obviously, and give things back home and, you know, pay for family school fees and give money. We don't have those responsibilities. So mm-hmm. the things that they overlooked and, you know, at times they didn't have any structure or and want to point them in the direction because it was something like, okay, my mom did this. I've got to do this. It's like handing it down. Whereas we've been really blessed to have an education and see things in a different diverse world than what they had when they came here um, from their different countries and what they followed certain family patterns, which they thought maybe some thought it was right, but they just wasn't anyone to argue with or to even, you know, say it wasn't right. And they just carried on. Whereas we don't, we don't have that burden. We don't have that burden. We were looking at, you know, our parents, we're looking at them in a different way. We respect them. Of course, you have to honor your mom and dad. But what I'm saying is that some of the things that we went through as kids, um, and some of the patterns that were there, those generational curses are broken because mm. you know especially growing up in a, a broken home um families interfering into marriages you know mm. um emotional abuse not having your eye on your kids for allowing like certain people in your home and things to transpire you know all of these things now is the time where you know you have to do things differently and the only time you have mm. to do the things differently is not just in the physical but spiritually as well you have to pray about certain things because things ain't gonna change just like that overnight you know it's a it's a whole battle that you're gonna have to go through and i feel like some of our parents they wasn't aware of these things they they just carried on and good. yeah yeah, this is it. That was my next question. So when you say the generational curse, mm. that stops with me. Mm-hmm. Like that stops. Done. What intentional steps are you taking to do this, to know that it's done? Like it, and it's not going to get passed into your children. It is done. What, what are you doing? First, identifying the generational curses. Mm-hmm. Because as much as people like to say, yeah, gener- generational curses, what is it? You need to identify what is in your family. You need to sit down and be very honest with yourself. The truth yeah. hurts. And we have to be honest with ourselves. Yeah, you're so right. Because if you've seen that your grandmother 
had a, had decided to have um, children out of wedlock. Your mother's done the same thing, and it's not because they've done it because they want to, but maybe they've understood they've they've understood a certain pattern, or maybe, um, for example, there have been times where in your family, um, you know. Uh, uh, teenage pregnancies always reigning from generation generation to generation there's not a father present generation to generation marriage is not strong in your family generation to generation or it's like for example there's you know it's hard to conceive generation to generate there's so many different patterns and you need to be able to identify which one is in your family. What have you seen? And don't think it's normal. Like, oh, yeah, my mom, you know, I, I was raised in a single man home. And yeah, my grandma. So it's cool. No, it's not cool. It's, it's not cool. Mom deserves the best. And there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. That's why you are dealing with things that you don't even know how to deal with them. It's not cool, you know. And if you see it's a pattern, it's different if somebody leaves the household and something. But if it's a pattern that keeps repeating generation to generation, it's a curse. It's not a good thing mm -hmm. at all. No matter if you live in, um, if you live in these, um, you know, UK, America, and all of that, and you make, and then everything makes you seem like yeah, you can do things independent. That's a lie. You can't. You need the support of two parents in a household for at least that child to, to at least flourish more than where you were. And so, number one, identifying the generational curses. Once you've been able to identify those patterns, the next thing now, you put it into prayer. The thing is, when you are putting it into prayer, you need scriptures to back you in the prayer. Because it's not just about praying, oh, I hope this is not going to happen to me. God, don't let this. No, 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 no. You need to use God's word and speak God's word back to him. And be like, God, you said that in this, your word, this, 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 that. I'm standing on this word that this will not happen with my children and my children's children. And it will end with me. You need to use the scriptures to speak back to that generational curse and keep praying on that thing introduce fasting as well i mean fasting is not for everyone but i i kid you not when you pray and when you fast as well on a certain and a certain topic i'm telling you things will change i think what happens is people expect to fast and pray and then tomorrow think this is gonna happen sometimes it doesn't even happen in your generation but i kid you not the next generation you won't see that there 
because you're praying you know when we pray about things we're not praying for things to happen tomorrow or you know maybe the next day things will happen according to god's will but you need to know and trust in god that it will happen and not think to yourself you know when is it going to happen or it didn't happen today then you lose your faith when you are on a journey of faith and when you have faith you need to know that it's it is going to happen because you know when you're walking when you walk with faith you don't walk with sight it's not everything that you see do you understand so i feel like that is the key things i can say when it comes to um breaking generational curses and just you know even for example if your grandma or your mom keeps telling you you're not worth it you're stupid keeps telling you all this stuff no you also break those patterns and what do you do you change it also practically so practically what you do is when you have your child you don't speak those words and even when you think to yourself you're about to say it you hold yourself and you ask god you know what hold me from saying these words even if i think it in my head make it not come to fruit you know these are the things so those are the things that um had to be yeah done and that's what i that's what i decided yeah okay okay and how's it going (laughs) does it feel like can you see the difference do you have you had any negativity or pushback from your family i mean it's a fresh moment isn't it it's a fresh time being this person it is radical that you were talking about earlier so how is it how does it feel doing it? Um, I mean, when it comes to prayer, that's something I've always, that's, that's me. Um, with my family, I mean, they, they know I don't joke with my prayer. So if I say I'm going to go and pray about something, I'm going to do it. Um, and it's not something that's been discouraging. I mean, we all, we all grew up in a Christian home, but the thing is we have lukewarm Christians. We have Christians that are on fire and we have Christians with the word, you know, sometimes we say we're this because it's something that people think it's passed on, but you need to take it to the next level. You need to, you need to start changing things. You know, at times we just, I think before what happens is some people, or even family members will just say, you know what, it's okay, things will happen. They don't actually pray about the situation. Um, and they're not and they're not praying for change. Some people have just sat down and be like, Okay, it's gonna not happen. Being proactive. Gonna yes. So now I've I I know I've been able to identify these things and change certain things. And so most of my cousins are on the same page. They they're being bold enough to have the conversation with their parents. One of my uncles, to be fair, my cousin has not had that conversation with her dad because she's just kind of just given up if that makes sense, she's got to a state, well, I've got my own household, I don't care, but I kid you not, later on, she will care, because she, if she doesn't want it to affect her son, then she would have that conversation, and maybe that conversation might be able to change 
things separately but having the conversation speaking asking questions i think now that we've got to this adult stage where most of us are parents i think our parents give us that kind of extra respect like right they're doing it you know um and these are the times to kind of talk about it i I mean i since i've become a mom i feel like my mom's revealed a bit more stuff to me and my dad um that's nice. So uh, yeah, and that's what's happened with some of my and or some of them are married. Haven't some of them haven't had children yet, and yeah, they're having these conversations of what their parents did in the past. And did you know certain patterns? Certain patterns are following some of the siblings that have not had those conversations and who have had and who haven't chose mm-hmm. to deal with it. Um, Hmm. I would, and any yeah, tips I would, on, on yeah, how sorry. to even broach the subject because it's a bit of a thing isn't it speaking to your mum or your dad it, they've been the authority in your life for so long it, and now you're you're an authority in your household and you want to make some changes any ideas on how to especially historically in our community how mm-hmm. those conversations have been easy we haven't been you know historically we're not big heart to heart you know mm. big talkers like that we're not gonna be you know it's frowned upon to be kind of open or to be vulnerable or to show any weakness so for any of us who are dealing with parents who are dealing with that how have you tackled that or how have you and your cousins or your ladies in waiting anybody in the community how have they kind of broached those subjects yeah so with those steps i mentor some people um, that I've gone through this and what I do sometimes with my mentees I always say study your parent you know your parent more than me I don't know your parent you know them more than me you have spent all your time so you need to know what type of parent you have okay now if you have a parent who is a reader if you have a parent who uh is is dealing with things physically and then you have some parents who maybe are a heart to heart you need to identify which one what type of parent you have secondly i always say write a letter write a letter to your parent now when you write that letter it works both it works for you and that parent now automatically someone's gonna think you're writing that letter to give to the parent no you're writing that letter for yourself because you are writing it down to highlight every single thing you want to talk about because what happens is as human beings when we want to talk about something and we're we're talking about something we the emotion takes over and we don't actually get to say what we really want to say. And then you walk off and you're like, oh, I wish I said this. And I wish I said that. And then you feel like the moment's gone. So I always say, take time to write that letter of how you would express yourself to that parent if they were in front of you. Write everything down. Revisit it in a week's time and see if it's good enough for you, if you want to add more, or if you felt like maybe you needed to explain something a bit further, then what I would also say is pray about it. For God to guide you to use a correct time to address the situation. And when you know it is the right time, then 
either if as i says if your parent is somebody that maybe if you wrote you dropped the letter to them and they would actually read it and you feel comfortable doing that fine if maybe your parent didn't go to school they didn't finish and maybe you need to sit down with them heart to heart with them maybe i would advise maybe going out not out in a restaurant or in a public place or whatnot but somewhere that it's not in your normal environment if that makes sense sometimes because sometimes when you're in your house the distractions and so forth but somewhere where it's just you two or maybe if your house is busy find a time where it's just you two in the house but identify a space that will be comfortable for both of you but my first thing is always write a letter because that letter is for you to know what you want to write down, what you're feeling and how you want to deal with it. So that's, that is the, the key points I would say. Mm. And how has your life changed? You and your family's life, your children's life, your experiences changed since you've been doing this? Um, I think it's 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 changed a bit for the best. Um, we're st- I feel like everyone is still. I feel like now I've become a new mum now, so the things I do and the things I would say are different, and I'm just extra cautious with certain things. Um, I don't. I used to pop off a lot, like okay. I used to get angry a lot when I was younger. And then when I started to find myself and identify my anger points, then I just, um, you know, got to a certain point, even though sometimes when I'm explaining something, my dad's like, okay, you don't need, I'm like, I'm not popping off. I'm just explaining it to you, passion. You know, whereas before I'd be like, why do you say I'm chatting? You know, but I'm just like, well, I'm explaining myself with passion. This is how I'm very passionate about how I talk. So the way I talk is very different. Um, the way I deal with situation is very different. And if I need a moment to myself, I would say I'll call you back. I won't cuss you out. I won't shout. I will take I will take a step back. Take not a moment to breathe. breathe. Exactly. Not for them, but for myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, so you just understand what you actually want to say in this moment. Exactly. I, I hear you. Yeah. So I, I, I've been able to identify that. And, I, I, and because I'm a mum now, it's just like, how would I want my child to communicate outside? How would I want my child to communicate with me? Um, and for totally, me, because they pick up it, they pick it all up. How you negotiate, mm-hmm. how you mm-hmm. talk, how you have a conversation, and how you negotiate joy, everything. And they do. And, you know, yeah. my daughter's really young. She's not, she's one in a few days. Mm-hmm. And, She's very, very, very attentive. But even at the beginning of my pregnancy, which very, I mean, after I gave birth to her, was quite difficult. And somebody in my shoes might have been like really, really highly emotional, highly angry because there was a lot of things that, you know, could get me down. But I I had her in mind. And so I was like, you know what, whatever it is, it's nothing compared to the joy that's in front of me. So I don't really care kind of thing. Even if it gets me that I'm not going to show that. And and I think through my obedience and from me doing things differently to what I would have normally done now that I'm a mom, I've been able to reap the benefits because my child is not a sad child. She doesn't well. She's always 
happy, excited, dancing. And it could have really gone to the left if I really decide to really wellow in my emotions. Because to be honest, I've seen it, you know. I've seen it with a few new mums around me and they just allow their emotions to take over. And then when you see their child and their child doesn't smile, their child doesn't really want to be in anyone's presence it just makes me think of the decision that I decided to make like I'm not gonna let that happen and so I've been able to learn from that very early nice yeah I mean they just as you see soak Mm -hmm. everything up like a sponge Mm -hmm. just consciously subconsciously you know it's it's incredible what what they pick up and even the things you think you're hiding they pick it up you know, they get everything. Exactly. <laughs> You're correct. Absolutely correct. Yeah. So what would you like to say to your younger self? To my younger self, I would like to say, I would have loved to, uh, yeah, I'd like to say, you know what? One day you will be heard. Mm. I never thought that I would be heard. And I'd always say, no one listen to me. One day you will be heard. And, you know, I I never thought in a million years, like, people would actually come to hear me speak, hear me pray. Like, that is, like, those are things, <laughs> or even read my book, you know, or stop me outside. And, you know, I'm not saying I'm overly famous or anything, but where you've made a difference in your community a bit, people know you. And I feel like for me, I never thought, so in my younger self, I would have been like, you know what, you will be heard. Wait and see. Like the future is bright. No matter the obstacle or the circumstances you're going through right now things will change and you will flourish that's what I would have told my younger self because there's no way I had very low self-esteem very very low self-esteem I didn't deem myself worthy to be honest um and I just felt like I just went from one bad stage like I just felt like I couldn't catch a break Mm -hmm. um kind of thing so yeah. But, but I mean, in in truth, maybe mm. you couldn't. Like, it's not mm-hmm. designed. Yeah, yeah. With all of us in mind, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what would you like to say to your daughter? I would like to say to my daughter, "You will shine." Yeah. You will shine. You will shine. Um, I'd also like to say. Even if you smile and the world doesn't smile back at you, keep smiling. Mm. Because even at her young age, her tender young age, when we're on the bus, she's trying to laugh and smile with someone and someone's giving her a straight face. She continues to... And I'm like to myself, if only she knew that the world is not, you know, so smiley and everyone's not going to smile with you, but she continues to keep smiling and it, you know, and I want her to continue to keep smiling no matter what obstacles, and that you know she will shine. She will shine. She will shine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what's next for you? What's next for ladies in waiting? What can we look forward to? Um. 
so we're now international. We are now based also in mm-hmm. Holland. Yes, yeah. or now in Holland in October, we opened up our services in Holland. We have a team there who um, I was ready to go there, but because of the pandemic, but I'll be going there in the next few months, by the grace of God, um, to check it down there to make sure everything is running down smoothly. Um, we've also been awarded, this is an exclusive, we've been also awarded some money from the National Lottery to do Ooh. some... Um, stuff with some young girls in the community um working on a project with them um fabulous congratulations thank you thank you so much and next year i am aiming to take it up a step higher i want dear sis to be in school so i want to do like a school tour talk to them about certain things with young girls things that are happening um in their household how to tackle things and hopefully become a self-esteem coach that is the next on my line to be a self-esteem coach to get accredited um because i've been doing that stuff for a very long time you can get um, an accreditation so now, yes, wow. yes 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 okay so next step yes good luck for this Thank you. and where can we find you oh you can find me on instagram um as ohima speaks or ladies in waiting um we also have our website as well. We have a podcast soon coming out. Yay. Um, hopefully, it won't be me starting it, by the way. It'll be Amazing. one of the ladies because I have to share out the work. I can't do everything myself. Um, <laughs> and, um, well, that, that is good to, yeah. take, to take a moment to, yeah, no. to realise that you can't do everything. You want to do everything, yeah. but you can't do everything. Literally. And so, um, yeah, that that's where you can find us. You can find, and yeah, just look out for our things on Instagram because we have an event coming up before Christmas, um, our first event outside because we've been having a lot of Zoom stuff. Um, and so, yeah, people can find us there. They can inbox us, um, message us. We're very, very open. Um, and yeah, Amazing. we're here. And dear sis, the book available everywhere. Yes, it's available on Amazon. Um, it's also available on our website, which is www.ahimaspeaks.com as well. Um, and part two will be start. Part two will be out. We're we're currently about to write part two. So right. um, we've had a lot of people like, "Where's part two coming out?" Because <laughs> I deliberately left the book on a cliffhanger, so you can want more. That was the deliberate part. So people are like, "Oh, where's the rest of it?" I'm like, "No, I I did that on purpose, so you can get." So so what is part two? Is it going to be adolescence, teenage, um, young, adult? from yeah so if you're allowed to say unless it's not top no 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 yeah it's from 18 upwards so young adults young adults yes so i've heard a lot of the women who have said they held back in the first are not holding back so expect this a bit bigger than the first one yeah (laughs) (laughs) looking forward to it Thank you so much. And can I give sharing. a shout out to the ladies quickly? Absolutely. Shout, shout, shout out. So I want to give a shout out to Tina, Monica, Vicky, Anastasia, Edith, Brianna, Natalie, Abrefi, um, I wanna and Lucy. 
I want to give all of them a shout out for being magnificent um, and being on the book. They're amazing. And for sharing and for being so vulnerable and putting your name to it. And it's going to be out there in the world. And you've done that. So, yes, yes. sending big love and admiration to all of you ladies. It's, It's not easy to do. Thank you. Thank you for sharing with us. Dope Black Moms. If you'd like to join the Dope Black Moms private Facebook group, please search Dope Black Moms on Facebook. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Please follow on all socials at Dope Black Moms. Thanks so much for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.